Ultra. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one arrow blunder at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. One blundering bowman. Oh, man. I'm Norman Mitchell. You should just write these. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us for the final time this week is Doug Greenberg from Rocky Minute. Hello. (laughs) Hey, guys. I had a blast this week, and I can't wait to get to the rest of today. So to round it out. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about minute 170, 170, which starts with um, Aragorn surveying the Urukai army like a badass and ends with um, Thaden's reaction to this mistimed arrow. <laughs> the blunder. <laughs> yep. So this uh, this minute makes me makes me happy. I like the Urukai shots in this minute. This is such an iconic mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, the the way the Urukai start stamping all their spears, mm-hmm. which in a way kind of reminds me of some stuff from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite shot of an Urukai across this minute is the one that has the helmet that's very long and With you the see his gross breath teeth? coming oh. out oh. out of it. Oh, 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 I see. And there's like a bull noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's such a good shot of an Urukai for me. That's a really memorable one. The first one they show this minute, the one that roars, it um like that roar sounds too much like a earthly animal. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. a tiger or something. I like a lot of the Orakai sounds, but that one I don't know, not sure about that one in particular. And this was uh this was three months of night shoots, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Good God. In rain with and the night the night battle in the pouring rain was all Peter Jackson. He was just like, Yeah, I want to have a night battle in the rain. Done and done. Piece of cake. Bernard Hill. Bernard Hill talks about how he's standing in the when we first sort of see him as the leader of the battle, Uh with his leg up on the the parapet, and how he regretted that as the shoots went on with the rain because his armor weighs twenty two kilograms, which is uh, I think a little more than fifty pounds. Oh my god! (laughs) And soaking wet, it gains like six kilograms of weight. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's 48 pounds, 48 and a half pounds, and it goes to 25 kilograms? Like 20, 20, 25 or 28, he calls out. Yeah, that's like 55 pounds. Gains like 10 pounds of weight, you know, that's cool. Was it really cold out there too? Yeah, it's just cold and wet. It's got to be cold. You can see the Urukai's breaths coming out of their helmets. Yeah, that's what what I'm I'm asking is, I mean, there's no no more miserable conditions than cold and rainy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This rain looks a lot more convincing than the rain in Brie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still looks like movie rain, but it's a little more forgivable. Yeah, it, it looks better than the rain in Brie. And I don't know exactly why that is. I don't know. Maybe because this is a more open space. It gives Probably. It, you can see rain further into the distance from the, the effect, so it looks more realistic than just, like, no, that's totally just a sheet of water. I think the rain and Brie looks a little more miserable, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. a little more... It's heavier. Yeah. Yeah, like big, thick raindrops. This seems not... I don't want to say that it looks like it's drizzling here, because it by no means is, but that Brie uh-huh. rain does look like giant drops of 
like buckets yeah. and buckets. This this looks more manageable, nonetheless miserable, but manageable. I mean, maybe the difference in how it looks is because the Brie stuff was built on a studio, and this is outside. Mm. Makes sense. And there's about a hundred Urukai extras. Wow, that's how many they have. They, they say they've got about a hundred orcs for that's this. That's awesome. How many makeup artists were working on these guys? I don't know, a dozen or so, probably. Oh my god. Not you enough. Have to make, you have to make up a hundred guys for three months worth. Well, that's of why shoots. they have a lot of. A lot of it is just prosthetics that they put on that they can quick apply, and then the helmet hides some of the, like yeah. some of the quick application of some of these prosthetics. They all put in dentures and then get their gums painted. This still takes a long time. Yeah, but not as quick as having to like individually make up the face of everybody. It's not like, like Lurtz, who was in the makeup jail for like yeah twenty four hours or something. Yeah, that for the full body prosthetic that you see for mind. like. Yeah. For the full body prosthetic that you see for like 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. But like a, a tight fitting full body prosthetic like that, you have to take the time to make it look good. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole moment just kind of falls apart around it. And, you know, it's kind of important to see to see that and kind of feel the hubris that Saruman is feeling in that moment. That's true. Look at my beautiful child. Look at what I've created. <laughs> Look at this strong, unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, that dude is big. not so unstoppable killing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lurtz is a big man, bigger guy. I thought he was going to last the rest of the trilogy. They killed him off, <laughs> right? Like he would survive the Battle of Amonhen. Yeah, and just and come back for Helm's Deep from there. Yeah, uh-huh. come back right. for his Goliath cool. next movie. Sure, he was a good bad guy. Yeah, we don't we don't have a named orc villain in this movie. We don't have a named leader of this army. I mean, they don't even name Lurtz in the, the Fellowship. Right. We just know his name from, like, the credits and the commentaries and stuff. Some of them have names, but, like... But they're not, they're never spoken. They, the orcs never call each other by name. I think the reason, I mean, we were talking a little bit about, like, this earlier this week, because this army is intended to be, like, just an unstoppable mass. Like, there's this one guy who's, like, screaming in this minute, but, yeah. Like, but naming them and giving them individuality takes away from the faceless from evil the thing. Threat, yeah. yeah, that's true. But a couple of them have like really individual personality, and that sells a different sort of characterization. Yeah, like earlier on with Merry and Pippin, like right. that's okay. But like, but those are orcs, and then a handful of Urukai, right. and these are Urukai. Yeah, the Urukai were bred. For I'm sorry, but like looks looks like meats back on the menu, boys is definitely an Urukai. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I love that scene. And the little nasally so voice silly. guy. What about their legs? Yeah. They don't need those. Yeah. <laughs> they look fresh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> man, that's a great movie. Wise guy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this, is a, this is a really tense moment, you know. Everyone draws their arrows back. They're getting mm-hmm. ready to fire. You can tell that this frightened old man cannot hold his bow straight. <laughs> I know he's shaken. It's it's shaken. It we get like to see Halleck. an eye. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's just a shadow. Yeah. Halleck, son of Hama, guy. is here next to him, yeah. suddenly mm-hmm. with a bow. Yeah. What what the heck? I mean, he had a quiver the last time we saw him, but we didn't see a bow on his back. Yeah. I like he gave that up they on go that sword. They... <laughs> it's like bullshit. This isn't a good sword. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that man was lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how they go back and forth from the uh, from the guys on the wall to the to the Urukai. It's like when they when they show the guys on the wall, you hear the roars in the distance, 
It's like you're yeah. you hear them as the the uh, the good guys are hearing them, and it kind of like makes it a little more real. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? that was a late addition to the editing of the movie to intercut with shots of the civilians in the glittering caves mm. like that. Mm. It was That's a late decision to add weight to the scene. But the kids, yeah, the kids hearing the roars outside is like they're real life monsters. It's not the the tales that you hear about the monster living in your closet or under your bed. There are real life monsters right outside waiting to kill you. Yeah, that Those is pretty really like a thousand feet away from you, and you can still hear more. Oh, yeah, breaks my. heart. I like this moment with all the urukai stamping their spears. Mm-hmm. It's just it it gives a very it's ramping it up primal animalistic feel to the what's about to happen. Yeah, they're just they're just making noise, getting ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Female child Carl Urban is uh, seen seen again. <laughs> yeah, we see we see Papa PJ's kids. <laughs> and then this old man lets his bow. Well, no, okay. First of all, oh, oh yeah, Legolas and Gimli. Legolas and Gimli. How can you forget oh. their what's glorious banter? What's happening? <laughs> Shall I describe it for you, or would you like me to fetch you a box? Would you like me to find you a box? And it, there's like <laughs> the pause, and then and he the starts laughing. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laugh. He's like, you got me. <laughs> but Legolas Another is like, joke. He, he's he's like, uh, I love the way Legolas says it with that smile. Is he laughing at the the joke that he's about to make, or is he just smiling in awe of what's in front of him? Probably a little of both. I think he's just being a smarmy bastard. <laughs> he's just taking this opportunity. He's just flirting with his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just, you know, this might be the last chance I have to make another joke at Gimli's expense. Yeah, so here like I go. Ribbit this guy. <laughs> no situation. He appreciates it. He laughs. It breaks up the tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's never too dire to make a, a short joke. It's like we might only have a short time to live. Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then that old man lets go of his arrow. Can't yeah. hold it anymore. <laughs> I always think that effect looks cheesy. The arrow the digital arrow flying through the air. Anytime mm. I see it in anything, I always think it looks cheesy. I'm too focused on his face after he lets it go. Does he? Do we follow the arrow? You do. A okay. little. Not like that scene in Fellowship. No, it's 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 quicker than that. Yeah, because there's that extended scene in Fellowship where you're just like following this arrow into this orc's head. Which is always cheesy. Uh-huh. Effects like that always look cheesy to me. Or the iconic one in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, how about Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Or you follow the arrow and it turns in air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that really happens. It's like some Hawkeye stuff. Or like Guardians. So in Guardians of the Galaxy, when we follow the crazy arrow, that makes no sense. The Yaka arrow, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think that's cheesy? No, the Yaka arrow is badass. What? Because so, it's controlled by whistling. Yeah, okay. It's no. not it's not thrown from a bow. It's a piece of technology that is like the coolest weapon in the Marvel movies. <laughs> the scene at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy where he kills like 40 dudes yeah. standing still whistling. Spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I guess. <laughs> like, that moment just makes Yondu look like such a badass. Mm. I don't think, like, in this shot, though, it... We don't actually follow the arrow. It just we just see, we it, see coming. it. We see it from below. Yeah, but I, I still think the effect looks kind of cheesy because the arrows always look fake. Mm. Because getting that shot with a camera and an, and an archer and a real arrow, one you wouldn't be able to follow it very well unless you're filming it in slow mo. God, and, you'd kill somebody. Well, yeah, you just set up the camera and everyone leaves. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you can't be the the murderous arts. 
and a real arrow moves faster <laughs> than that arrow is moving. Right. Yeah. Like you would you wouldn't catch it unless you were filming in slow mo and then oh, slowing it down I for effect. But then it looks wrong. Yeah, it That's does look true. like it was going a little slow. Like there's just no good way to capture that moment on camera. Hmm. Whatever. It's dramatic. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't mention it. There are certain effects I always notice because I know that there's no way they could have done that for real. Oh, I really like. I don't know. I'm really partial to um, archery. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think archery is super cool. Fighting. I watched um, all the women's archery from the last Summer Olympics. Oh yeah, we did. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm I'm willing to forgive it because it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for. Archery. I so guess. this re- this reaction shot with Theoden too, right? We've got gambling at the very end of the minute. Who's looking just dead ahead of him? And then the, who's just, this guy? Right? Who's this guy? Gambling's just like I'm not going to talk to you. You're not Hama. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! You can't replace Hama. Oh, Hama is first in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some out for a homie right, that couldn't be here today. Right. Right. Just imagining this like super bromance between gambling and Hama, gambling and Hama <laughs> from the time that they're like children. Dude, yes. They've known each other their entire lives. You're making it too real, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to feel this stuff today. <laughs> the feels. <laughs> the feels. And Hama, Hama keeps gambling in check from doing something reckless, and now Hama is gone. Oh. Yeah. Well, ga- well, now gambling has to. <laughs> now has gambling to... has to keep Thandon from doing something reckless. Yeah. Hama was the voice of reason in Rohan, <laughs> and now he's dead. There is no reason left. It's he was the glue. It's 10,000. Yeah. Hama was the glue holding Rohan together. <laughs> and now look, Thayden like tramped everybody across the, the the countryside and we're holed up in this terrible fortress. Yep. Refusing to call for help. Hama would have been like, perhaps the ranger is right, my lord. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> and this guy's saying, where's your Hama now? <laughs> Sorry. Where is your uh, Hama now? <laughs> you gotta bring the Hama down. Are you Thor about a Hamas? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> poor, poor Hama. I've never, like... I don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, that one guy who got eaten. But, like, now... And, like, Hama and Gambling look <laughs> similar, but look Hama like is chubby and Gambling is so thin. He's a little shorter. He's a little stockier. It's like Hama and Gambling are just like the chubby and the skinny version of like the same person. It's like before and after photos. Oh, no. They look different-ish. <laughs> they do look different. They have kind of similar noses and like the same beard. Yeah. Maybe they're brothers. Or cousins. Oh, that's sad. The beard where they can't, he can't get like full coverage on his face. It's like a... Yeah. Like a little yeah. patchy. <laughs> yeah. I'll never grow a beard like Hama's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Hama was the voice of reason in Rohan. He really was. He's just, just that moment of him holding Gambling's wrist. I feel stopping bad him from that he's become like a running joke in this. But I don't know. Hama's very much a wait and see. Oh, Rohan. <laughs> I think oh, this Rohan. is going to be okay. Oh, those crazy Rohan. Oh, Rohan, you scalawag. <laughs> like Hama's gone, and just like Theoden won't send for for Amur. He won't send for help from Gondor. I love Thaden's reaction. I love that we see him reacting to this. Like, we don't need to. It's literally like a second. And it's just, what? (laughs) It's not even like an angry what. It's just a, what? what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What was that? 
I'm and sorry. What? I can I can hear the internal whoops from the old man that lets yeah, this air just, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's just this is not a moment where you let out an expletive because it's a very somber moment. It's, this is a moment where someone's just like looks at someone next to him and goes, "Whoops." <laughs> <laughs> he does that. I can't so swear perfectly. there are children present. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My bad. This orc just takes that arrow directly to the neck. Yeah, he takes it like a champ. Just hits him like between the neck and the collarbone, just boom. Now later on, when Legolas says like aim for the for like the the weak weakness in their armor, which is by the neck, mm-hmm. did he get that from this? Was he like, oh my god, the neck is weak here? This guy just. I think he just learned there. that from his from the the battle at the end of Fellowship. Because oh, he true. he kills like twelve orcs in less than a second. Yeah, he takes out like sixty orcs. Like we watch Rapid him fire. in a second kill like twelve orcs. He has a fully automatic bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he might as well have a crossbow. Turn on that three shot burst. <laughs> let him go. <laughs> yeah, right. There's some Robin Hood men in tights archery going on around Legolas. Always. <laughs> He's so smooth with it though. It really is. It's pretty much all of his arrows are digital. So like. He's just doing the motion of pulling the bowstring back. I'm I'm pumped that we're here. My favorite Legolas moment is coming up in a couple weeks. Heck yeah. My <laughs> guess what favorite it is? Legolas moment is coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I... I'm pretty sure I've said before, but you may guess, yes. <laughs> Sliding down the stairs on the shield. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, my favorite Legolas moment is this. Is what happens All he needs here. is like a pair of sunglasses. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that moment's super silly. But in the grand we scheme will, of things, we will talk about. Grand it. scheme of things, it's not as silly as the Oliphant kill. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have Chris O'Connor back for that one, so that'll be fun. Our resident weapons expert. <laughs> yeah, he's, he goes on those. Uh, he goes, he goes on those. Um, I don't want to say tangents because it's really relevant to to the scene, but he the way he describes like weapons and how they're made and everything is like that's mm-hmm. some interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got some of that from Zach in the first movie, too. Yeah. Talking about... Hopefully we can have him back. He's been pretty busy. Talking about Narsil and all that. With the mm. oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. Didn't, he, worked, he worked for, like, a sword maker or something, didn't he, Zach? He worked for a costume so. house. Yeah. I think he just does it in his spare time. He just makes swords, which is really cool. Right, and Chris has started making knives. He's posting about Facebook, all, posting on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. There's a local blacksmith guild in the area here. If I ever really wanted to learn, I could try to contact them. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when I would have the time. That'd be sick. But I've always thought it would be cool to learn how to blacksmith. That'd be cool. You mean like a dwarf. Right? I know. I'm <laughs> short and chubby. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just start swinging that hammer until my arms get bigger around than my head. <laughs> oh, man. It'll be like that scene in The Hobbit with Thorin. Just like shirtless Thorin making yeah. a sword. <laughs> nice. The big round goggles on. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, do we have anything else to say <laughs> this week? Let me let me consult my notes very quickly. I wrote them down kind of out of order because I lost track of myself when I was writing yeah. notes. <laughs> uh, I do have just one more note about the elven armor. Oh, okay. From this, the Battle of Helm's Deep, which is that it was the, took the longest out of any suits of armor to make. It took about six months to make them. Mm. Wow. Because there's they're so finely detailed compared yeah, to other suits super of armor, intricate. and they're all hand painted and. They're made, they're fiberglass, the chest plates are fiberglass molded and the other pieces are fiberglass molded and then treated with like a zinc alloy to give them that shine. That's so cool. The pre-production so, on these movies must have been outrageously long. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they started pre-production and prop building like four years before they started filming or something. Yeah, I think 96, oh 97. God damn. 
<laughs> yeah, this movie, these movies were in pre-production for several years, like three, four years at least, before they started getting stuff rolling. And then it took over a year to film. Yeah. And then yeah. they started filming in 99. They filmed from yeah, 99 was... to into 2000. 18 months, I, I think I heard. Yeah, 18 mm-hmm. months of filming and that like 18 months of principles photography with like maybe one break in the middle. They talk about some, some people got breaks in different places and then coming back to do pickups at the very end. I don't know. Thinking about like the scope of everything that went into these, it's like a miracle that these exist. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah, cool. No and Richard Taylor is so excited to tell us every tiny detail God, about I love the design him. of things. He's my favorite. <laughs> That's such a cartoon character voice. God bless so Richard Taylor from Weta Studios. <laughs> what a workshop! Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I have I, I have to thank you guys for inviting me on. Um, yeah. I had a great time absolutely. this week, and some and you know I listen to a lot of these minute by minute shows, and sometimes um, I'm like these are the perfect people to be covering this movie because of Aww. like the the in-depth knowledge and you guys are definitely one of those shows i know there's bigger rocky fans out there i know there's people that know rocky better than i do who i think yeah. could probably do a better job than we do um but i don't i don't know if there's anybody out there that could besides peter jackson himself or tolkien himself i lo- love what you guys are doing keep it up oh thank you thank you very much that means a lot <laughs> you're uh, welcome you already told us about like your background with the movies but we also like to ask our guests like if there's a moment from the next one that they'd like to come back for um i know it's a lot <laughs> yeah i you know the the battles i really like following the uh aragorn gimli legolas stuff i'm not i mean i enjoy the uh frodo and sam parts too mm-hmm. the Merry and pippin yeah I'm, I'm i'm more of a like um the battle kind of guy uh-huh. <laughs> you know so it's osgiliath like i'd like to come back for that yeah, See our cancer-ridden orc friend. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> fix his fix his face. <laughs> that just tells you orc medicine sucks. <laughs> what orc medicine? They just cut it off. I mean, they know what medicine is. Give him some medicine. <laughs> god damn! I forgot about that. Uh, anyway, so we are all from the website duelinggenre.com. Check out Doug on Rocky Minute. Be be cool, listeners, and support our friendos. Um, and uh, go to moviesbyminutes.com for all of your other Movies by Minutes related needs. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a good weekend, and we will be back for, like, the actual true start of the battle at Homestead. Yes. Bye. Bye.